0: The Zone. If she's not milking the cows, she's talking about them. This is the Midwest
1: Farm Report with Pam Yonke. And again, good morning to all of you out there milking cows or whatever task you may be taking care of. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Glad you're along with us. It is finally Friday, and it's also kind of the beginning of the change weather-wise that a lot of folks in Wisconsin had been hoping for. The excessive heat that we experienced yesterday going to start to break today and cool down through the weekend. This afternoon, we've got a good 60% chance of afternoon showers or thunderstorms. Our daytime highs today are still going to be around 88 degrees. Tomorrow, a little bit more manageable, partly sunny skies and 80 degrees. Sunday, mostly cloudy in 72, and by Monday, a few clouds in the forecast, 70 degrees. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has those weather details coming your way. We're also going to give you more details about next week's Alice in Dairyland finale. Dane County will host the 75th annual event... At the Monona Terrace Convention Center, Caitlin Riley, former Alice and one of the committee volunteers, going to give us an update on how you can get tickets and some of the the behind-the-scenes details you may not realize. And we're also talking about livability in retirement. It's not just about how much money you make, it's also about the community that you live in. Our friends from AARP are going to help you understand livability in retirement on this Finally Friday.
2: It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes' warm-and-serve rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven, and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with roads, Warm
3: and Serve Rolls. It might be Friday the 13th, but don't be afraid. We've got a lot of work to get done. Lots of tractor wheels have to turn. Bob Boesel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And not all those tractor wheels turning will be in the fields as a lot of fairgrounds and other areas are gonna be very busy very soon. Pulling tractors. Stephanie, what's the update here in Wisconsin? Are they ready to go? Well, Bob, I don't know about you, but
4: even this recent heat has got me excited for dairy days and fair season. And yes, tractor pulls. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I caught up with the Wisconsin Tractor Pullers Association to reflect on how the past few years have been and what the organization is projecting for 2022 for both audience attendance and membership numbers. President Kurt Aftal is optimistic and looking forward to a great season. He says their first event is in June, but planning for the summer has been taking place since December
5: technically speaking, our regular season does begin June 11th. However, speaking on behalf of our board of directors, um, our sponsorship and entry teams, and our tech officials, I guess you could say it started back in December at our 2021 awards banquet. Because at that time, we we have our meetings and we start discussing plans for the, the upcoming 2022 season. We look back at our previous season and say, is there anything we could have done better? Is there anything we should change? Uh, we meet with our promoters uh, over the winter and we ask them, them, if there's anything they'd like to see us do differently, um, any thoughts, any expectations they have, and we we'll use all that information to try to make a bigger and better uh, 2022 season. So so honestly speaking, um, our board of directors, we, we discuss things all winter long. Uh, we've got a great crew working with us. It's a great team, and, and it's a lot of fun.
4: When you are doing this planning, what are things that the audience or the fairgrounds or you know the venues that you go to want to see more of or want to see differently?
5: Well, I would say the biggest thing that we've done is recently we purchased a, a video scoreboard that uh, we utilize for video replays. Um, it shows distances, uh, placings, standings. Um, we also, if there's any downtime, we can offer um, commercials for our sponsors. We have different layers and levels of sponsorship that, uh, that our sponsors can get involved in, and we can have pictures, you know, like I said, videos. Um, but the commercials is a really neat thing that we can offer for the sponsors. And it's just one way of getting the fans. It gives them something to see. So as in between um, polls, in between as the track crew is outgrading the track, waiting for the next competitor to come down the line, it gives them something to look at, something to do. And it, it seems like it's really made our show, you know, kind of a step above the rest and really helps promote us as an association.
4: How are membership numbers looking?
5: You know, we're excited to see that we've got seven new teams that have stepped up uh, to pull with WTPA this year, and uh, rumor has it there's a few more that are coming up as well. Um, so it's it's a big growth year for us. It's it's great to see new people coming up, um, new teams, and we're welcoming you know all you know, competitors to, to, to step up and join with us. And once they see what we do, they, they always stick around. It's, it's a great organization to be with
4: new teams, but how about new generations? I'm, I'm curious if you're still seeing uh, the generational aspect in tractor pulling, you know, grandpa did it, dad did it. And now the son's doing it
5: for sure. We are, um, we've been, my wife and I, our team, we've been with WTPA for 10 years now. And over the 10 years, we've, we've met some really neat people, met their families. Um, we've seen them bring their, their kids in, and it, it's interesting. The kids will step up, and, you know, at first they'll just be, you know, helping with move weights or uh, preparation, you know, waxing the equipment down, getting stuff ready. And now to see some of those kids kind of evolve and move up to actually getting in the driver's seat is, is really unique and a lot of fun. And from our own standpoint, um, actually, my daughter is going to be getting in the driver's seat for me uh, potentially this year. So it's it's something really cool to see. It's it's kind of nerve-wracking. It's a lot of butterflies, but I'm I'm kind of ready to, to see that happen as well.
4: I couldn't even imagine. That's got to be a good feeling, watching kids grow up and your own kids, too, and then seeing them kind of take the reins. That's got to be a cool experience.
5: You know, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't uh, the way my family loves it. Um Believe it or not, this is our weekend getaway. Uh, we don't have a cabin. This is our enjoyment all summer long. And when it comes time to leave on Saturday morning or Friday night, uh, my family, you know, as soon as a hauler starts up, they're in the hauler, they're sitting in a sleeper, and they're ready to go. Um, they, they love it, you know. And if it wasn't for the support of my family, I probably would have retired a long time ago, but to, to see the, the thrill in their, their eyes when you have a good run and to have them come and meet you at the end of the track after a good run is just that, that's a better feeling than actually making a good run itself. It's it's the feeling you get to see your family come running up to you at the end. It, it's an unbelievable emotion you go through. It's great.
4: Kurt, I want to shift gears here now to talk about the price of fuel. Does that play a role in? tractor pull participation is that a barrier at all for you
5: well i'd like to you know start by saying you know a big thank you to quick trip for stepping up and becoming one of our main sponsors this year it's great to see them step in and um, our drivers are definitely going to be supporting quick trip just thank you for them and for their support to be honest the effect of the increased fuel prices are yet to be seen it could it could affect some of our competitors then again it's it's also a love of the sport that keeps us going so it's The effects are yet to be seen.
4: How about getting your hands on parts?
5: Uh, That's a great question. Um, Availability of parts um, has been a question on everyone's mind right now, Um, as well as once the parts get made, it's the shipping of the parts uh, once they're ready. Speaking for our own team, we've got a a phenomenal engine builder, and they've got a great relationship with all their suppliers. Uh, We're personally sitting in a pretty good position right now as we prepare, but Yes, there are several competitors I've talked with lately that um, they're just still waiting, waiting, waiting on some parts. And, you know, we're optimistic that people are going to step up and we're going to everyone will have their parts in time. But it's a uh, it's a slow process. Um, it's just kind of typical what uh, what the economy is showing right now. And we're, we're still waiting.
4: And, you know, another thing I wanted to ask you was to reflect on the past couple years Had the pandemic slowed you guys down at all? And are you seeing it pick back up now that kind of we're post-pandemic?
5: Well, I'll be honest. 2020 was very difficult. And when we had to inform promoters that guidelines forced us to cancel events, you know, that really wasn't easy. That was a difficult position to be in. Uh, However, 2021 brought people out in full force. Uh, we had great crowds and believe it or not, the hits on our social media page skyrocketed both during and after the pandemic. Uh, we've brought in four new faces to work on our social media team. Uh, they work together. They do a phenomenal job on, on our promotions, um, utilizing the the video board, um, keeping videos on our website, um. Uh, updating everything after events immediately, and like I said, the hits on our our social media just took off. And I I, I owe it all to the great team we've got in place on our social media site.
4: So you're projecting good things for the 2022 season then?
5: Oh, definitely. We've got a couple new events coming up, and yeah, the crowds have been great. Um, everyone everyone was tired of being sitting inside and they've come out in full force and as far as our 2022 season yeah we're very excited of what we have to bring to to promoters and events and the fans and yeah we expect you know bleachers to be full this year everyone's ready to get out Um, the weather the last four weeks really hasn't been very nice so people are stuck inside and Once summer hits and, uh, you know, the blue sky and everyone's happy again, and, yeah, it should be a great, great season. Um, Can't wait to see what it brings for us. But uh, the stands will definitely be filled.
4: I'll be one of those in the stands, Kurt. (laughs) When is your first event? June 11th?
5: June 11th, yeah. We'll be in in Elkworth, Wisconsin. This is a, a team event, and we've encouraged a lot of families to step in. You know, we've had a lot of families step up, and you know, we've got some that work in the entry trailers, some are working the the lasers. Um, it's it's a great association. I can't say enough good things about WTPA and our fans, and our sponsors, and our teams. It's it's great and uh, i really thank you for the time and we're looking forward to a great season
4: kurt afdahl is the president of the wisconsin tractor pullers association he's certainly passionate about what he does and gets me excited to catch some pulls this summer from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison i'm stephanie hoff
0: this is the midwest farm report with pam youngke
6: You might want a new kitchen to upgrade the countertops, add soft-closed doors and drawers, or improve on the original layout with new wall placement. Actuate Improvement will make your kitchen more livable, all the while helping you increase the value of your entire home. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. Actuatellc.com Design. Create. Actuate.
7: It's time for this week's planting update with Andy Grebner, District Sales Manager with Whiffles Hybrids. How's it going, Andy?
5: I know we're, we're crunched for time. You just want to take that time to get out, dig some plants, dig in that furrow, just make sure your planting depth for corn is somewhere around that two-inch mark. also want to make sure, since it is a little bit wet in some of these fields that we're, we're getting into, that we're getting good closure and seed-to-soil contact. We want to make sure we're get those plants off to a good stress-free start with uniform emergence. And I've been asked by a few growers since the calendar is we're getting closer to the middle of May that if they should keep their planned fungicide application in their plans, and my answer is absolutely plan on it and spray. The Wiffles agronomy team has 12 years of fungicide data with over 1,200 comparisons of tassel time application of fungicides, and our data has shown a positive yield response of 79% of the time with over a 10-bushel advantage.
7: That's Andy Grebner, District Sales Manager with Wiffles Hybrids. For more information, visit wiffles.com.
8: Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com.
0: Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
1: Our weather stories this morning brought to you courtesy of Compeer Financial. Stu Mucker, ag meteorologist, joining us live this morning. And I was telling him that uh, received word that the home county, O'Connell County, got nailed over the past 24 hours time. Three and a half to four inches rain in some areas. A lot of roads closed. A lot of roads ripped up. But that sounds like it was a very localized situation up there. Nobody else ended up with that, did they?
3: No, it didn't spread out very far from that area. Uh, I did hear over in some parts of Minnesota and Iowa, they had an inch and better. In northwest Iowa, had some pretty strong storms and big winds yesterday, too. But not the case for most of us. Really a quieter day yesterday. Very, very warm more record high temperatures set, Madison at 93, Lacrosse at 96. That hot air really settled in. Still around for today, not quite like it was yesterday because the low-pressure system that's been out Kansas-Nebraska is heading north through the Dakotas right up into Minnesota. There is a frontal boundary extending from that low kind of southeast from North Dakota into Minnesota near southwest Wisconsin and further south. There is some rain this morning, a narrow band of showers right down central Minnesota from about the Brainerd area, north central, straight south, right down into Iowa, and there's some rain up over Lake Superior now expect as that cool front tries to push a bit further east, that chance of a little rain does redevelop. From what I'm seeing, that timing will be later afternoon in western Wisconsin, uh, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock, and then on into the evening hours and even the nighttime hours as you head further east, rainfall, especially uh Mauston, I've got to kind of pinpoint you and up into central Wisconsin. Could be up in the half or three-quarter inch range. Everybody else talking about a couple of tenths, maybe a half an inch. Uh, The strongest severe weather could be in that uh, south central Wisconsin type area. Now the activity over near Lake Michigan, the further east you head, the less there's going to be, but the rain will move through tonight and into very early tomorrow, and then we do lose lose some heat. It cools a bit for Saturday, cooling down quite a bit for Sunday, almost back to normal. Sounds pretty comfortable. Could be a little sprinkly shower late Sunday or Sunday night that cool front doesn't push right through the area even though it's near western Wisconsin this morning it may still be around the eastern part of the state to wrap up the weekend it's not going to clear out so it keeps things just a little unsteady here weatherwise. Right through the rest of the weekend. I'll have our forecast details right after this.
9: Sick calves got you down? Draining your profits, time, and motivation? Get your calf up and moving now with BioVet's new Base Light Calf Electrolyte. Baselight contains balanced electrolytes for restoring and maintaining proper fluid levels in scouring calves. It's easy to mix, palatable, and calves are eager to drink it down to the last drop. Stop feeling down. Pick up the phone and order BioVet's baselight. Call 1-800-BioVet 1 800 BioVet 1. 1 800 B I O V E T 1.
2: It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So, what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls.
1: Alrighty, Stu, it's not just northeast Wisconsin. I see Sioux Falls, South Dakota got nailed with a major storm yesterday. Uh, that stuff uh, tends to happen when we've got heat like we've had lately.
3: Absolutely. And of course, we have another sunny day today and that chance of a very late day or evening shower or thunderstorm, greatest in western Wisconsin. Temperatures into the upper 80s, there could be a 90 here and there again today with the south winds at 5 to 10. skies, showers, a few thunderstorms in the nighttime. For most of us, we're talking up to a quarter inch, maybe a third of an inch could be heavier in central parts of Wisconsin, Boston and further northeast nighttime lows, upper fifties and low sixties. Southwest winds at five to 10. There could be a little rain, a shower, storm chance early Saturday, especially the eastern half of Wisconsin. And then clouds clear out becoming sunny. A little nicer, very upper 70s and low 80s with the west winds at 5. And then there's Sunday, mostly sunny skies. The chance of an afternoon shower could be a thunderstorm toward evening. Lower 70s for highs on Sunday, Pam. Northwest winds at 5 to 10. Monday, believe it or not, we could stick just in the upper
1: 60s. Wow. Wow. that uh, That's uh, quite a sweeping change, but it's a change that I welcome. I think so will the animals that have uh, been suddenly put under a lot of stress, huh?
3: Oh, absolutely. And what's a, it's certainly not going to hurt us for the field work progress we've been making. No. A little cool down makes it easier for us.
1: Yeah, we got to keep those winds tamed down, though. I've got a conversation coming up with uh, Rodrigo Worley, our University Extension Weed Specialist. Great that we can keep planting, but boy, the winds have been so strong. Trying to spray those herbicides is a little tough.
3: Yeah, uh, it, that looks a little better toward next week. Keep okay, fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, good deal. All right, buddy, we'll ha- catch you on Monday. Have a good weekend.
3: You bet. Take care.
1: Stumach is our ag meteorologist with your Compure Financial. Ag weather update on a Friday. Compure Financial is your financial partner. Committed to agriculture in rural America, visit Compure.com. Yeah, stick around. Uh, Comments from Rodrigo Worley about how we need to manage the weather and our weed expectations. That's coming up. And we introduce you to one of the six candidates for Alice in Dairyland as we get ready for that final phase of interviews next week.
0: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam
9: Youngke. Gear up for spring with a trip to Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We've got an unbeatable selection of ag products to keep your farm moving along, like 50-pound bags of ProForce Fuel Horse Feed or 50-pound bags of ProForce Senior. Your choice, $2 off. Protect your horse from biting insects with masks from Farnham. Choose from Supermask Classic Arab with ears, Horsefly Control with ears, and Supermask XL without ears. Your choice, $3 off. Save on 50-pound bags of AgriMaster 16% layer pellets. Now $2 off. Bring salt into your animal's diet with a 50-pound white salt block from Champion's Choice. On sale, $5.99. Get your workspace organized with a welded storage rack from Edsel priced at $299.99. And while you're shopping, check out this new product at Blaine's. It's GE 100 watt ceramic heat lamps, more durable, energy efficient, and long lasting than traditional heat lamps, only $12.99. For superior products, trust the experts at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.
10: Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? M is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30 minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. MSculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless.
5: Let your natural beauty shine through
10: View our specials at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie.com.
11: When you're shopping around for a pre-owned vehicle, you know what you want. A shiny, fun-to-drive ride that won't let you down. But how do you know if it's reliable? A Wisconsin State inspection is 60 points, which means checking 60 things. Most dealerships follow that playbook. Bergstrom Automotive isn't exactly what you would call most dealerships. Bergstrom performs a 172-point inspection on all pre-owned vehicles before they're even chosen to be on the lot. 172. That's 112 more areas where the vehicle needs an exam. With that much attention, you know they're looking at parts and pieces you probably didn't even know exist. Do the math. A 60-point inspection or 172. And all to make sure you're safe, confident, and happy with your pre-owned purchase. Choose from over 1,500 elaborately inspected pre-owned vehicles at Bergstrom Automotive. Join us. It's Preston from Window World. Our courteous and talented installation team will make your project worry free. Whether it's a new entry door, creating that perfect statement for the front of your home, or a clean new patio door that doesn't require Herculean strength to open. No matter the task, our employees will do what it takes to earn your satisfaction. Call me today or visit WindowWorldMadison.com. Oh,
0: oh. O'Reilly Don't miss out on Clean Car Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your car is ready for a spring cleaning, stop by for great deals on everything you need to keep it looking like new, including Mother's California Gold Wash & Wax, just $5.99 for a 64-ounce bottle. That's a $5 savings. Visit the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts today or shop O'ReillyAuto.com. O, 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 O O'Reilly Auto Parts
12: Every year, millions of Americans use opioids to manage pain. Pain can be unrelenting, overwhelming, and all-consuming. So why do so many of us try to manage pain only from the palm of our hands? Doctor-prescribed opioids are appropriate in some cases, but they just mask the pain. And reliance on opioids has led to the worst drug crisis in American history. That's why the CDC recommends safer alternatives, like physical therapy, to manage pain. Physical therapists treat pain through movement, hands-on care, and patient education, no warning labels required. And by increasing physical activity, you can also reduce your risk of other chronic diseases. Pain is personal, but treating pain takes teamwork. When it comes to your health, you have a choice. Choose more movement and better health. Choose physical therapy. Visit moveforwardpt.com to find a physical therapist in your area. This message is brought to you by the American Physical Therapy Association.
13: Robbie let me ask you this maybe something that would uh, the fan base also cares about who the uh, Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball to so Ian Rappaport was on the Pat McAfee show earlier this week and we kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday and it was uh, three names for wide receivers it was Jarvis Landry Julio Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. all would make sense for the Packers and uh, you know Odell was apparently interested last year Jarvis Landry's you know waiting for a big contract I don't know how big of a contract the Packers can give and um you know, Julio Jones, maybe a, a decade ago would look great for the Packers, but he's a little older now. Any of those make sense? Any of those could work when it comes to the Packers, money-wise, salary cap, and, you know, just a fit? Evil, I think they'd have to make another move to, to, to make the let, – let's, let, let's take Landry, for example, okay? I, the last I looked, which was four or five days ago, the Packers were about $15.5 million under the cap, but they need about 12 to 13 to sign the draft picks. Okay, so that's going to leave him, let's call it, $3 million. I, I mean, Landry's not going to come and play in Green Bay for $3 million. And, and, and nor should he. I mean, when, when we look at, you know, I, I know Landry had an off year last year in Cleveland. You know, but but, but Cleveland. five, six years prior to that, I'm just looking at it here, Evo. Here, here's his six, six years prior to that for receptions. 110, 94, 112. 81 83 72 that's going to average out to about 90 catches a year he only had 52 last year i don't think that's because he's a player in dramatic decline i think that's because of the quarterback situation yeah. and their run first offense obviously in cleveland landry could help let you know we we talk about a guy you know nobody on the roster right now being a one or a two guys land landry would be a two at worst he'd, he'd be a He'd be a bad number one. He'd be a really, really good number two. But with three million dollars, you're not going to find a way to sign him. So what Coast is going to do, guys? Obviously, he's going to wait till post June one, when when that when uh, when, when the free agents when that, when that period ends, and, and he's going to try to get guys, you know, from from the bargain bin out there. Landry's not going to be one of those. I, I don't necessarily see Landry as a real potential fit. Julio, yes. You could probably bring him really in on the cheap OBJ coming off the knee. Could you get him for that amount of money? Probably not. So, again, I, I say you're going to have to make a second move. Well, let's look up and down the roster, right? Who's probably the most susceptible guy right now on the roster at about seven, $8 million a year? To me, it's Steve Lowry because you just drafted a defensive end in round one. You, you could pick up, you know, the cap money you need to bring in a wide receiver if you move on from, from Lowry. You still have some reasonable depth up there, guys. You know, you, you drafted Slate as the nose, uh, nose tackle a year ago. You just drafted Jonathan Ford this year in the, in the seventh round. Another nose. You, you've got some other pieces up there. Um, if, if something like that, Ebo and, and Nelly, that might have to happen uh, for them to bring in one of these wide receivers, and it certainly could. Uh, because I just don't think you're going to get a guy coming off the street like uh, like an OBJ or a Landry to play for your price tag. Robbie, uh, the Julio Jones talk for me is starting to just get tiresome, almost like the A.J. Green from a couple of years ago. Julio. And I think they're kind of in the same boat at this point in their careers. But that's what I was going to ask you. It's like f- if the the Packers want to go out and make a moves, they actually have to carve out some salary cap space and, you mentioned Dean Lowry, but what is taking so long, or is it just a matter of time for them to extend Jair and save between? Yeah. I believe it was like six and a half and nine and a half million dollars, depending on how they work it. Well, you know, you, you've got to get to the tangle. A lot of things. You, you guys know the old thing: to write uh, deadlines for action. I, I, I'm sure for both sides. They're going to give it up till the start of training camp, and, and usually that's when things shut down and and they stop talking. That's what happened a year ago with, with Devontae. I, I, I would assume behind the scenes, guys, this, this is priority number one at this point, or certainly in the top two or three, is to get that contract done and, and lock him up for the long term. You save yourself some sal- salary cap money that way, guys. If uh, if they can go ahead and get get Alexander done, because they will obviously structure it you know, where, where his 2022 money doesn't hurt you near as much on the books as as it would have right now if, if, if he's playing for, for the money on, on his initial rookie contract. So I would still certainly think that's going to get done before camp. Uh, Nellie, ha- have some patience, I guess, a little bit on that one. It's only, it's only May 12th. They, they've got some time to work on that. and And I don't see a lot of people, guys, around the league – Uh, Who are going to go out and chase these wide receivers that are out there? They're going to, they're going to, these teams that just finished the draft, guys.
0: You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
1: Tractors will keep rolling today until the showers and thunderstorms that are supposed to develop roll in this afternoon. 88 are expected high today. Tomorrow, 80 degrees. Sunday, 72. Pam Yankee, glad to be along with you, and this is, of course, the 13th day of May, Friday the 13th. On this day, back in 1981, Pope John Paul II survived another assassination attempt. It was a Turkish right-wing extremist that fired two shots at Pope John Paul II, He was in St. Peter's Square. He was seriously wounded, went through a five-hour operation and survived, and he actually went on to visit his attacker in prison. After that, you remember how they had the Pope mobile bubble that uh, the Pope rode in to try to uh, assuade any attackers after that point, but it happened on this day back in 1981. On this day in 1989, thousands of students started a hunger strike on Tiananmen Square in Beijing, it was supposed to be a nonviolent occupation, but uh, by 1989, June 3rd and 4th, some 3,000 unarmed civilians were killed when the army cracked down on the protesters. That was on this day back in 1989. Happy birthday this morning to actors Stephen Colbert and musician Stevie Wonder. And now you know. Hey, we want you to know about some of the candidates that want to be Wisconsin's next agriculture ambassador. We are going to highlight each day the six individual finalists that want to be our Alice in Dairyland. Stephanie Hoff joins us with our first.
4: The Alice in Dairyland finals will be held May 19th through the 21st in Dane County. The next Alice will begin her term on July 5th. One of the six top candidates getting ready for the 75th year of the Alice program is Amber Cafferty. Amber applied to be Alice in Dairyland as a way to encourage the next generation to become involved in the
7: egg industry. When I was younger, I saw Alice at her elementary school and she was a real big role model for me, (laughs) especially as I grew up in an area where there was, you know, kids involved in agriculture, but there wasn't a girl like me from a dairy farm. So she was a really great inspiration for me to be and continue my excitement within agriculture and be proud of it so for me I want to do that not only for the next generation but also inspire young girls and boys to become involved in agriculture as it's a growing field with technology on farm as well as so much more so for me it's a really great opportunity to not only be a part of something that was so special to me when I was younger but as well as give back for those next generation tell me a little bit about yourself your background in agriculture where are you from So I am from the beautiful bluffs of Fountain City, Wisconsin. we got some really great rolling hills over there, as well as my family's dairy and poultry farm. We are 62 cows strong on our farm where my dad and brother both farm here still today. I was also involved with our poultry side. We are almost 10 years with broiler chickens, so that's a very exciting opportunity that we had to get into um, about 10 years ago. I grew up really involved in 4-H and FFA where I went to nationals in FFA, showed cows at the county fair and did anything and everything you could think of involved with them. I went to college at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities where I kept my um, agriculture inspiration going and passion and I'm very fortunate to be standing here today with all those experiences behind me. Yeah, what kind of skills uh, for the ALICE program are you going to bring with you into this experience? So a lot of the really great skills I learned in college came from some internships I had. I actually interned out in Georgia with the Dairy Alliance, which is the regional checkoff program um, for the Southeast for dairy, as well as had some really great opportunities with Wright County 4-H in Minnesota. So I have had the full gamut of working with youth from kindergarten on up, as well as working on the consumer side and really trying to promote that great story of Dairy producers and what they and the products they have to share. So, bringing that along, I will have not only those skills of working with all age ranges, as well as my current position with professional dairy producers of Wisconsin. I am sometimes one of the hosts on our Dairy Signal, which is a live broadcast every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So, I'll be able to bring in some of that knowledge as well. So, what are you most looking forward to out of this experience? I am most looking forward to the opportunity to learn more about the really great companies in agriculture within Dane County and to be able to learn that throughout this process as Dane County is the host county this year. I am also really excited about the opportunity to learn more about this position to gain skills within media as well as to bring what I know to the forefront in agriculture. Learn more about the top candidates at MidwestFarmReport.com. I'm Stephanie Hoff.
2: It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve
1: Rolls. Planters have been rolling, that's for sure, given the weather that we've had, but we can't get ahead of ourselves when it comes to weed control. Dr. Rodrigo Worley, University Extension Weed Specialist, is concerned about that.
13: Uh, The one thing right now, Pam, you know, with his good planting conditions, we haven't had a whole lot of time to spray. Uh, We've had some really
6: windy days, we had some extreme temperatures, so it's been a great uh, week so far for planting, but not so good for. Spraying. And then the big concern, especially for those out there planting soybeans, uh, is that those soybeans are going to germinate and emerge uh, really fast. So if you're planting, uh, make sure that the sprayer is right behind you. Everybody's trying to spray. We haven't had many good days for spraying. We're talking about wheat. We're talking about fertilizers. We're talking about pre-emergent herbicides. So there's a lot going on. But just make sure that uh, sprayer is right behind you. Otherwise, they would consider slowing down that planter a little bit, Pam.
1: Dr. Rodrigo Worley, University Extension Weed Specialist, he says he's concerned if we don't take care of weeds early in the growing season, we won't have herbicides available for rescue treatments. Markets are firm in overnight trade this morning. December corn's up three at $7.56. November beans, 11.5 higher at $14.92. July wheat's down a penny right now, 1177 and three quarters. No change on barrel or block cheese prices. Double-A butter gained 7 cents yesterday at $2.70.5. The fluid milk for June, Close 29 cents stronger at 2410 a hundred weight. Livability in retirement. Talking about that next with our friends from AARP. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkey.
10: You've
8: collected a lifetime of jewelry. Some of it you'll never give up. Others, well, it can continue to be hidden away, or you can repurpose it and bring it back to life with the help of William Thomas Custom Jewelry. The master designers at William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create that one-of-a-kind piece that's redesigned, updated, and uniquely you, something you'll definitely want to show off the minute you put it on.
0: William Thomas Custom Jewelry,
5: your inspiration, your custom jeweler.
10: Are you fairly fit, but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? Sculpt may be your answer. A skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculp works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more.
5: Let your natural
2: beauty shine through.
10: View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com.
8: When they love you enough to tell you you need a breath mint, that's family. At Mad City Moving, we're locally owned and family run. We're not afraid to tell each other the truth and make sure every job is done right. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the family knows best move.
13: Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving.
0: Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
1: Hey, have you ever thought about retirement? Where are you going to live? I know for a lot of my audience, you say, well, I'm going to stay right here on the farm. Well, maybe you want to look at some other options. We're talking about that today. This update brought to you courtesy of our friends from AARP. They want you to know that they are a whole lot more than that little card that shows up in the mail. They provide fantastic services for members and non-members alike. Great resources. I'm a member myself, and I find myself frequently going through the magazine, using the app, and also jumping online. Well, we're talking about that today with Darren Wasneski. He is the Associate State Director of Community Outreach for AARP, of which I am a member. Joining us today is Darren Wasneski. Darren Wasneski, I practiced that as we were speaking. He is the Associate State Director for Community Outreach with AARP. And I was telling Darren before we got started, some of the topics we're discussing today really resonate with me. It's about where you want to spend your retirement years, how you want to plan for that. What Darren, what are something called livable communities? What, what are they? Because I, I'm guessing most of us are already in what we believe to be a livable community.
6: Yeah, thanks. You know, a livable community, according to AARP, is one that is it's safe and secure. Um, and, and more importantly, it offers choices on where you can live and how you get around. Um, so, you know, as we get older... Uh, our choices become limited. And so, you know, we want to make sure that people have the opportunity um, to stay where they're comfortable.
1: Absolutely. And it makes so much sense if you think about the need for health care uh, and just getting to healthcare. care. Transportation does become a real key. So how did AARP decide that they wanted to take this topic on and do a little refining as far as definition and then targets?
6: Yeah, in 2010, we surveyed our almost 38 million members across the country and, and asked them a whole bunch of questions. But but one in particular, we we're looking to see um, if, what they, if they wanted to remain in their home or in their community as they got older. And it was a resounding, almost 80% of the respondents said, yes, we actually want to remain in our home if possible, and at the very least in our community. And then, you know, the organization took a look at what was being offered in homes and communities, and they realized there was a real mismatch. That most homes and most communities are built for an able-bodied 35-year-old, and if you fit outside of that definition, then you struggled a little bit. And you know, quite honestly, as as you mentioned, you know, looking at our demographics uh, in Wisconsin, in the country, in our rural communities, we're aging, and so we really need to be thinking about this. Um, and you know, research shows that. One's environment really has a direct impact on their health. But it could either be positive or negative, and we want to make sure it's as positive as possible.
1: Well, you are exactly right, uh, Darren. I think uh, just from my own personal experiences, and I'm sure many in my audience—maybe you're not there yet, but you might have vicariously lived through an elderly parent, an aunt, or uncle. You know, this is the farm show, Darren, and a lot of us—we just we want to live and die on that farm. But to your point, the average farmhouse is more than 80 years old. Most of them have stairs, narrow access, doesn't work too well if you've got a wheelchair. And then, like I said, back to the transportation issue. If you've got to go into town for regular medical routines, who's going to take you? Uh, Many many drivers, you know, the vans and that in rural communities don't exist. Tell me more about how AARP has kind of uh, gone through the question list and tried to put together resources to help.
6: Yeah, you know, in looking at your own home, we offer a program called HomeFit. You can download the materials online on our, our website at aarp.org. Uh But also, we also w- offer workshops in the community. I think the end of May, I'm going to do one in on in Onalaska uh, for those, those folks out there. And we just take you through room by room and looking at what are some simple things you can do to help improve livability, like switching out older light switches to paddle switches. Um, Or other things that might be a little bit more complicated that you need to hire a contractor for. But we want you to get thinking about this before you have to think about it. Um, You know, transportation, ARP has recognized that getting around in rural communities is is a challenge and that there are many services out there, um, but they have special requirements on where they go. And so ARP has piloted with a couple places in, in the state of Oregon, to um, how do we streamline that a little bit for the user and find out where we have some capacity and make sure people can get there. And so, you know, hopefully learn from that and roll that out across the country. Um, You know, most recently, we have this thing called, that we developed called the Livability Index. And you can find that at livabilityindex.aarp.org. And this looks at all aspects of a community. So where you live and you can see just where things are. And I think, you know, I got a resounding show of support just yesterday. I got an email from an official in southwestern Wisconsin and you know, he said that he was poking around and looking at the livability index ranking for his community and several others around. And he said it's such a helpful tool that you may all be un- that we may be underestimating its usefulness. And he said, you know, they're blessed with they don't have a lot of fires to fight on a daily basis, but this livability index provides city leaders the opportunity to look at what's available for the city and, you know, to give them some bigger picture items to concentrate on. So we recommend people look at there um, as a, as a great starting point. And then also we have our livable um, communities website and that's at aarp.org livable communities. And there's a whole host of resources on there. Like I mentioned before, you can download the, the home fit guide, um, you know, just recently, um, while well, pre-COVID, uh, 2019, ARP hosted a rural livability workshop in Portland, Maine, and so there's a whole report on there um, that deal with housing and transportation, access to public spaces, all that great stuff that's so important to everybody, no matter what community you live in.
1: Excellent. Again, if you're just joining us, we're happy to have along with us today, Darren Wasneski. He's the Associate State Director of Community Outreach for AARP. And I got to tell you, buddy, while you were talking, I brought up livabilityindex.aarP and entered my home farm in northeast Wisconsin, I am not surprised that it came in with an an index of 48 versus the perfect 100. Now, when you're in communities like that, does AARP tend to try to do anything to uh, assist in creating a livable community? Maybe we've got county board members listening or townships or somebody like that. Does AARP actually get engaged in creating livable communities?
6: We do, and there's multiple ways that, that we can do it, aside from just providing the resources. You know here in Wisconsin, we're one of 25 states that have nominated communities to participate in what ARP runs, called the ARP Rural Lab. Um, so Ashland, Cuba City, and Ladysmith participate here for us. And it's a network of 100 communities around the country, rural communities. And they deal with all of these issues. And so you can learn from each other and share best practices. And so that's one of the ways we do that. Um, we also offer a support network of age-friendly communities in Wisconsin. So we have, I think, seven or eight communities right now that are participating and looking to, actually, we've had conversations with the Office of Rural Prosperity about how do we make this accessible to rural communities in the state? And so we are hope to roll something out later on this year. And that, you know, we also have statewide collaboration. So I mentioned the Office of Rural Prosperity. We work with Wisconsin Rural Partners, um, the Wisconsin Downtown Action Council and the Leave of, of Wisconsin Municipalities. Like, How do we get our information and our assistance into the hands of local leaders and local citizens?
1: Yeah, excellent. That's the network of age, uh, you know, friendly states and communities. Darren, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, You can explain more if you would about that network and then let's really talk dollars because we all know that's kind of where it lands. Uh, Be it grant dollars, state earmarked dollars. Uh, Give us a little sense on the investment that may be necessary and how AARP tries to facilitate some of this.
6: Yeah, the network of age-friendly states and communities, if if a community wants to join, there's no cost for them to join. It's their, their time, and we provide technical assistance. And this started in 2012, um, again, following off of that survey that that we did to our members, realizing that we need to make communities livable for all ages and all abilities. And so right now, what started out as ARP getting into it and say, yeah, I think maybe we can get 50 or so communities across the country interested. We're now um, just ready to, to announce soon that uh, – one in Wisconsin is the 667th um, Network of Age-Friendly uh, Communities. So we'll be making that announcement in early May.
1: Yeah, excellent. Simple ideas, but uh, like you said, uh, those dollars go so very far. Darren Wasnowski is along with us, the Associate State Director for Community Outreach for AARP. And Darren, one final point. We talked a lot about you know that livability and uh, so many of these resources are are available to anybody all you need to do is engage at aarp.org and literally it's pandora's box of all kinds of different information and you don't have to be a card carrying member like me
6: that is correct yes and be prepared when you go to our website to spend hours there because it's like a rabbit hole wet (laughs) one after another you can go down find that information
1: Yep, I'm doing it myself. You want to find out how livable your community is as you uh, think about retirement? That website he noted is excellent, livabilityindex.aarp.org. Just enter your zip zip code or a zip code you're thinking about retiring in, and it makes it all simple right there. Nice to visit with Darren Wasneski, Associate State Director for Community Outreach for AARP.